I would say if the authorities didn't want us involved in the public square, they ought not to have crucified Jesus in the public square. Use humanistic principles. Well, I would say the same idea. I would say that. I would say, what's the problem with stardust bumping into stardust? In the in the cosmic picture, no, there's no problem. In the cosmic picture, it won't matter. No, Mr. President, you are not protecting reproductive freedom. You are authorizing the destruction of freedom for one million little human beings every year. I'm sorry, my friends, but I am tired of seeing Jesus presented as a weak beggar. He is a powerful Savior, and the Gospel is not a suggestion, it is a command. Reverend Mola, don't you sympathize with that? I sympathize with every single human heart wishing to know the one true and living God, but I believe there's only one way that that can happen through Jesus Christ, and the Gospel is about repenting of sin, not celebrating it. adventure. We will explore the spiritual abyss. You have not experienced this before. You're going to love it. Proverbs 18.2 A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. Proverbs 18 verse 2. Good verse. Applicable uh, in many circumstances, especially what we're going to talk about when we start off the show today. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Gospel Heard Around the World. This is Apologia Radio. You can get more at ApologiaStudios.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A, ApologiaStudios.com. That's where you go to get all the podcast episodes, radio shows, Apologia Radio, Provoked, Cultish, and even Sheologians. A production of Apologia Studios. I don't always get to listen to Sheologians. I do. From time to time, I hear. And, uh, you know, I'm not always, you know, monitoring to see if, you know, they're saying anything crazy. <laughs> and maybe you and I need to take more special interest. Yeah, this is... This is take ownership of what's coming from the studio. It's a serious matter. And, uh, you know, I just happened to come, come across in the first, like, eight minutes of this show... You know, some really insane comments yeah. that are just going to put egg on our faces as a studio if we allow this sort of stuff to happen. So, so we cannot have this no, sort of talk No, coming. so sign up for all access because when you do, uh, believe it or not, you actually help <laughs> this one over here. Um, and you, you know, they help all these ministries, the on-the-street evangelism, more is coming with that, all kinds of great stuff. Um, I, you know, I, I was watching... Um, uh, I was. We were doing some some cleanup on aisle five, uh, and looking through some past videos to make sure, like you know, okay, make sure we put that there so people can get more information. And I found this video. I was like, I wonder if there was a, a something put on there so people can get more help. And so I clicked on it, and I looked. And the first comment was a woman who said that she was on her way to an abortion appointment appointment to wow. kill to to kill her baby. And then someone had sent her this video where she came across it. And now our baby is alive praise today, God. and it was just some random video, and wow. I was just happened to see it. I was like, That's "Oh, amazing. praise God!" So, if you are all access, you're partnering with us in this ministry. You make everything possible: the sermons, the the podcasts, the shows, the people who are coming to Christ out of 
all the cults and atheism, babies that are being saved. And so thank you to all of our All Access partners. This is a ministry with you. And so thank you for doing this with us. Some of you guys for so many years, some of you guys from the very, very beginning. So praise God for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And when you're All Access, you also not just make everything possible in terms of the ministry that's going out to the world, but you get additional stuff with All Access. You get the, the, the um, Apology Academy, which we are now doing a lot more now. We have big plans for that, some exciting stuff. We have some special projects we're working on right now that are just for All, our all Access, and uh, we're very excited about those. Not going to announce that just yet. We're going to surprise you. And you get Ask Me Anything. It's a live thing. Well, we go through with you guys once a month where you can uh, spend time with us and ask questions and all that stuff. So All Access, sign up. Also go to Bonson U at Apologia Studios, get a free seminary level education uh, for free. Apologia um, Studios.com. Just go to Bonson U, get your free account. And uh, of course, uh, tell thank you, big thank you to God uh, for all the partners with us in ministry because while it's free to you, um, mm-hmm. we actually have to pay for it. Uh, every time you click it, we're paying for you to, to get that. And so that's happening because they're all access partners. So big shout out to everybody who's partnering with us in ministry. And um, uh, that's Luke the Bear. Yes, that's me. And I thought when you were saying clean up on aisle five, I thought you meant what we were about to discuss. Well, that's coming. Yeah. But you have, you have something you have to say about. before. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was speaking of ministry partners. Uh, Joy the girl. Everybody. That's Joy. Uh, we love Joy. Today's, Does this today's count Joy's as like a Matthew 18 thing if if everyone else There are two of us here. There are two. And, you know, no one said it had to be. Yeah. You know, this is sort Not of private. On a live stream. <laughs> it's sort of private. Today is Joy's anniversary, so congratulations. Happy anniversary. It is. Sorry, this will be a, a blight on your big day. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this will go down as your most remembered anniversary thus far. Uh, but speaking of ministry partners, you know, I'm not going to tell you about private battleships today because I've done that a few times. But uh, I'm very, very thankful for, <laughs> for the Armored Republic, uh, AR500Armor.com, and New St. Andrews College, NSA.edu. And make sure I have the right. You almost said gov. No, I almost said org. Stay far away. Because they also help us keep the lights on by sponsoring us and partnering with us in this ministry. So we're very grateful for them. And you will actually see. If you're coming to Reform Con, which is in two weeks from today, very excited. Yes. Uh, you'll see Dr. A little Irish. Ben. There was a little Irish behind that. Uh, I don't know why. Why were you thinking Irish when you said I, it? Well, you know, you guys were Reform just Con there. 2022 is in two weeks from today. Why'd you feel so Irish there? Is it because uh, you got an Irishman staying with you? I am going to have an That's Irishman why. staying That's with right. me. Yeah. He's saying, oh, tell are the you? Torty forced. Yeah. He said. Uh, yeah. James O'Brien, you know James. I just slipped and said oh, that. Really? I, I just slipped yeah. and said, I, mean, I said, oh, that's white. <laughs> Works on several levels. Yes, it does work. <laughs> work, work. When we were in service. Ireland, we were in Ireland um, doing ministry and driving everywhere, and um, it's busy. Literally uh, everywhere. But, uh, you know, a lot of rain, a lot of cloud cover, and when I was there, it dawned on me. I was like, and so this is where all this white stuff came from, this white skin. I get it now. There's no sun here. <laughs> so, so many clouds. <laughs> there's so many clouds, and this is where we came from. <laughs> you know what's funny? We I didn't tell you this, I don't think. Uh, maybe I did. Uh, we were driving around that one day after the uh, thing in Oma, and it was like- Oma. Oma. Like everywhere you dr- drive there, you've been there. It's like, it looks like the- the like a um carry gold wrapper uh-huh it's just like cows and green right everywhere. yeah cows 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 and uh <laughs> and i was like do you Caillou. think they ever get tired of just seeing 50 shades of green mm. everywhere everywhere mm. you know it's like we see 50 shades of brown everywhere yeah just uh, brown. so i asked mm-hmm. them one day i was like hey just curious do you guys ever like 
I'd like to see like an orange or something, like a something that's not a shade of green. And they were like, why would you ask us? And they were like really offended by it. And I was like, yeah, we're proud of our green. Sorry. I mean, yeah, Sorry. it's kind of their thing. Question. They're like, that sounds like a question you might want to ask a yeah. Scottish person. Mm. Get out of here. Mm. <laughs> Go back to America. Uh, anyways, so yeah, you'll see David Reese and, uh, and uh, Dr. Ben Merkel. Right at on Con. at reformcon.org. Get your tickets. If you are in surrounding states, you could just drive in, hang out with us, get some great teaching, see some great stuff, and uh, have some good fellowship. And uh, we're excited. So, reformcon.org. Get your tickets. Time's running out here in the Phoenix Valley. End of the month, Reform Reformation Day weekend. Can we start this thing now? Can we start this thing now? Yeah. We can do this? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. You saw everybody that I put it in. I actually put it into the title for today. The actual title says it, Defending the Faith and Refuting James White's Daughter. Someone said, why don't you just use her name? Because I want to go for the throat. Okay? That's what I just want to go for. I want to go for the throat. James White's daughter, our fellow pastor, our fellow no, elder. Summer's not. No, f- no, she's not. Yeah, just no, to be that's clear. Not, right. We don't have lady pastors here. Let's- you know what channel you're on. <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain these things to you. James White's daughter um, uh, is uh, she's working with Joy the Girl. They do Sheologians, a production of Apologia Studios. We do all that stuff here, and we send it out into the world and it's blessing people and all that stuff. And again, I don't always monitor because I don't think I have to the shows and like make sure nothing heretical or crazy is being said. But I came across the first few minutes of a episode that's uh, fairly recent. It's Pratty Pragmatism Round Two. And uh, Mm. I'm not sure what this conversation had to do with pragmatism, but it is what it is. First eight minutes, it's just two girls giggling away, talking about things. And uh, we do love that. We love the banter and all those things mm-hmm. because, you know, we think that's how, you know, it's just us. We're not putting on a front. Uh, but some stuff was said here and I can't find it. Maybe it'll come up here. I can't find it, but it's what drew my attention to it initially. And I think that Summer Jaegers, who just had a baby, so congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Summer Jaeger. Summer Jaegers comment. And I believe this is a direct quote: "Was that that Southern barbecue is disgusting?" And I think uh, she said it. Uh-oh. She said it. What in that's the summer, world? Is that summer? No, that's my daughter oh. Imogen uh, calling okay. me. And 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 so she said she works here. Doesn't she know we're she, recording? I know, she's like checking out. Hey, Kyle, call call um, my daughter. Call your wife, my daughter, and let her know that we're on the show. Um, and. Uh, where was I? I got totally thrown off. Okay, so what? Okay, that's second phone call. You should okay, just answer it now. Okay, Kyle's, Kyle's you on. You should just say, welcome to Apology Radio, yeah. Imogen. Um, okay, so um, where was I? Okay, Summer Yeager says um, that Southern barbecue is, and I quote, disgusting. And she says it, I think, more than once. And let me just play the comments here. Okay, I'll play the comments. And you're not really in trouble. Because it's not like you no. were saying it, uh-huh. but you, you just you mm. you love your friend so much you were just going along you with it. You didn't correct her. You didn't correct her. You didn't confront. Okay. Like Luke and I have history. Like if he says something I don't agree with, I'm free to say no, I don't agree, and he does the same thing to me. And so we would like that to rub off on you <laughs> when someone like Summer says something absolutely just insane, offensive. so offends. So many of your audience, I think you probably lost supporters after this show. I think people were like, that's it. That was the final straw. I mean, she that's offended it. the entire South. All yeah. of the South All is checking the South out. But she, did, she didn't just say 
that Southern Barbecue is discussing, which who says that? Southern Barbecue is like, that's, it's what the South I, is known for. Yeah, I don't, I think it came from there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Originated. And I dare you, I did it this morning, just do it. I wouldn't usually say Google it for truth, but I mean, you can do this easily. Google best barbecue Fact in check. the United States. And just look at all the websites that give you the listings of the best barbecues in the United States. And well, where are they I, from? So I actually know for sure that because it's actually... Um, Barbecue is, uh, it's like it has African descent. So hmm. there was a there was a slavery element that we. I mean, they, they, I don't know how true it is to its its uh, origins, but it's basically all the flavors and spices that were used in Africa, and then and they beef made and they and made us had they here. made the world better. I mean, they made it beautiful. You're not wrong at all. Have they you not seen fried green tomatoes, people? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we're going to get to the comments about Southern barbecue being disgusting. <laughs> and that's just an embarrassment. I mean, Summer and Luke, can you please, when I, when I introduced you to this, when I walked into the studio today, and I said, she said Southern food, like is restaurants and, and Southern yeah. barbecue is disgusting. What's the first thing you said? Because that's exactly what I, I thought, thought this morning. This coming from the spawn. Of the man who literally only eats the whitest food on the face of this earth that includes the blandest, most awful tacos and Arby's. <laughs> yes. And so, spaghetti from the Olive Garden. James, Those are his James, James White. And too. chicken fingers. Dr. James White's the smartest man I've ever yeah. met in my entire life. There's times to this day where he'll be talking or we'll be having a conversation or I'll see him doing something. And I think to myself, how does one human being contain this much information and knowledge and and how how can you be that skillful with that much knowledge but we clearly all have deficits <laughs> because one thing that dr james white does not know is food and he thinks like the best tacos in the world are from taco time right which is literally uh-huh. white and delights them the nice worst food. which i so in her defense i don't think summer has bad food opinions she just has very strong food mm. opinions well, and i, mean, I that's think that's a pretty blatantly I think, bad i think we know where that's objectively bad i'm not saying <laughs> you're just um, you're just defending your friend again you're just, prote- <laughs> you're just protecting her i'm just saying i think we know where she got her strong opinions from <laughs> regardless of whether they're good opinions if or you're not. going if you want to go out the elder we have to have an elder meeting so we say okay we're going to have an elder meeting we're going to talk about everything that needs to be talked about and we're going to eat together where do you want to eat and we know it's only one place we can't pick any place that's like right we have to go to a place that serves a cheese quesadilla or a chicken cheese quesadilla and that's a that's about it the cheese quesadilla like if it's, we suggest any place else it's like yeah Let's can we just go back to and we have to we have to yield to the hero of the faith. He's you know he he gets all he gets he gets to decide everything. And so he also recently became a grandfather again. Congratulations! Congratulations! I guess guess. (laughs) another grandkid. So I'm going to play through this because we're gonna we're gonna dissect this for a minute. So everyone can you know you need to hear this. This is interesting. So this I don't think we've ever listened to Sheologians on Apology of Radio before. So this is a first, first. and it's nothing to be proud of. Yeah, it's just. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. All right. I'll never understand what it was like. I mean, I grew up because so because I grew up in the Southwest, I grew up with real Mexican food. Right. But I also thought Olive Garden was That's Italian right, San Diego. food. Okay. So then when I started visiting New York and I had oh. real Italian food, right. that was like, oh, wow, this is a whole 
thing I've never experienced. And I do have a theory. I'm going to say this. And yes, we're recording. (laughs) Um, So interested. So I've been all over the West Coast and, you know, each region has its food. That's like, this is so good here. Now let's stop there. So at the beginning of the argument, she wants to lay down a foundation saying that each region has its food and Mm -hmm. and they're great at it. Mm -hmm. And, but she thinks Southern barbecue is disgusting. Those two things don't come together. The claim that the region that it's not consistent, it's not consistent, which is the sign of a failed argument. It's a sign of a failed argument. Her dad taught her that she should know this. Inconsistency is a sign of a failed argument. Summer inconsistency is a sign of a failed argument. I'm sure you heard that many times growing up in your house. And so you just have to keep playing it because just so you guys know, while this episode came out this week, Summer recently had a baby. So we like bulk pre-recorded. So this was recorded long enough ago that I have no idea mm-hmm. what was actually said in the conversation. So I, I feel like I can't even react. I mean, maybe she was like I in know. that stage of pregnancy where like she only see, wanted to eat pickles and peanut butter see, or something. You know, is, maybe see, she's like, Oh, Southern so, barbecue makes so me want to throw up right now. She was with child when this was recorded. <laughs> True. She True. was with child. Mm-hmm. So I will get, I'll give some concession that maybe it was like an eight month, you know, she's you know, really angry, pregnant, you know, something she's just like lashing out, throwing punches. <laughs> I don't even know how much I thought it could have been hormonal. All I'm saying is like Luke said, inconsistency is not a fail argument. You said that region specializes in that food. It's excellent. But you said that Southern barbecue is disgusting. It's the best barbecue on planet earth on planet earth. Uh, what what is summer? Do you know what is summer? Look, I'm making you answer for her. What does summer think is good barbecue? Dave's barbecue? No, no. Um, I just Arby's? I really can't remember. You have to keep some playing. barbecue sauce. No, no, like, no, no. That, That's I mean, definitely not gr- it. She grew up in James White's household, so there's a very strong possibility they served barbecue and bottles at the dinner table. Well, I'm so just saying. I'm going without, with that. Without hearing any more of the conversation to refresh my memory, she did live in Georgia for a period of time. And, so um, she should know better. But that is di- there is a distinct difference between Atlanta barbecue and like just your average barbecue and Atlanta barbecue That's are fair, different. But don't. But then you should be specific. And North not Carolina, just, not North just Carolina, the whole South. Yeah, North Carolina and South Carolina are so good at barbecue as two distinct states. But they're at war with everyone from those states. I'm talking about. They're at war with each other over whose barbecue is better because you got the mustard based sauce. And then you've got like the regular, you know, mm-hmm. the sauce. And then you've got like a more to. vinegar based. Yeah, oh, there got, she is. She's, yeah. she's in is the she, chat. Is she talking? Yep, Summer. She said, how dare you compare me to my father when it comes to food. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well, well. She definitely has tree, much Summer. more of a uh, I don't, wide taste. I would have thought that prior to hearing to this hearing statement this. about oh, it can, it, gets, it gets worse. Okay, well, okay. continue. Yes. Yeah, it gets worse. You know, sense that the more... The more people who cook that food culturally, it would yeah. be better in that. You've it's never not exclusively good, right? But like, no, you've never had a bagel till you've had a bagel in New York. True. You've never had a slice of pizza. I'm assuming there's a difference between an Arizona lobster and a Maine lobster. Of course, they have lobsters here. In, that's what I was gonna say. Inconsistency. What, you, Canyon, what did you mean by that? Where are we growing lobsters? Canyon Lake. They got- <laughs> <laughs> well, they're um, shipped, obviously. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So the premise of the argument is that that region's gonna have the best stuff, and I do agree. You go to um, you go to New York, 
and you've got all these Italian immigrants that came there, and mm-hmm. so you've got Little Italy, and I'll tell you, you ain't never had such delicious Italian That's food. That's true. Until you go to Little Italy. <laughs> I can for verify real. That. Uh, the pizza is delicious and amazing. Agreed with all that. But inconsistency is a sign of a failed argument, Miss, Mrs. Summer Yeager. Um, because you just said that region will specialize and make that you haven't. So if I haven't had a bagel till I've gone to New York, then summer you haven't had barbecue till you've been to the South, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, where were you living in Georgia? Where was summer living in Georgia? I, I'm I'm not totally in sure. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Completely yeah, living in Georgia to have bad barbecue in Georgia. Can I just, as we listen to the rest of this, let me just say real fast that when we were in Louisiana last, we had to go to the airport. We had some time. It's a long drive. From North Georgia. That's right. <clears throat> I mean, North I could have told you that, but I don't know what city. So Baton Rouge to New Orleans, New Orleans is is quite a drive, and you got to drive through you know long swampy areas and stuff like that. So it's a long drive. We had to get some food, so we said, "Well, we can't leave Louisiana without having." Of course, we're in Louisiana, some barbecue. Well, but you looked up something with good ratings and stuff, right? Because it's the South, I know, but <sighs> but so, there's ba- like here, there's bad Mexican food. I was I was more worried especially about San Diego. Food, but. <laughs> Terrible Mexican food. Um, okay, but okay, so like we literally were like, real quick, I just I was like, okay, uh, barbecue, Louisiana, like near me. And so I find this place and it looks straight gangster. And so I was like, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going. And so I hit it. We show up. Let me just tell you about this experience. Joy, have I told you this yet? Mm-mm. Okay, so we show up. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon, right? It's lunchtime. Yeah. And we pull up and, and we are in straight ghetto okay and and it there there is literally a black baptist church with his windows open nick the guy's in there preaching right it was such a great experience i pulled into the drive i would get out of the car and it's a rundown area and the windows are open to this church next door and he's preaching the gospel it was like yes and there was only one other car inside the parking lot in front of this rundown disgusting dilapidated looking building mm-hmm. and i'm like so i go up to the door I try to open it it's locked i'm like oh no and then this woman this beautiful black woman comes out this old, beautiful black woman comes out and she's like, comes out the door. She's like, yeah, we're closed right now. And she said, but y'all come on in. I was like, oh, I love you. And so she opens the door. We walk in. It's pitch black in there. The lights aren't on. Nothing's going. And she goes, sit down, honey, right now. And so I'm like, yes, ma'am. And so I sit down. <laughs> we sit down and then she's turning the lights on and everything. And she's cussing and yelling about the fact that no one had anything ready and her employees hadn't showed up. And she's just being like for real herself the whole time. Like she didn't care what customers... <laughs> And she comes over and she's like, what y'all want, baby? And I was like, I will take, you decide for us. Right. I said, you give me your best and we'll do whatever. Yeah. And she's like, okay, baby. And so she kept coming out and she'd be like, baby and honey. And she'd mm-hmm. just give us sweet tea and all this stuff. And she, she brought out. She what she was doing. She did. She brought out the most amazing feast. And everybody at the table was like, this is hands down, without question, the best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life. And it was this run down, beat up old place in the ghetto with this sweet, sweet, sweet old black woman that was just loving us. And she put her hand on us and say, honey, and you need to try this, honey. And she'd come, I'd be like, I'm stuffed. She's like, no, 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 you try this. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest experience of my life. That is Southern barbecue. And I'll tell you right now, I put that Southern barbecue up against anybody in the world. And that's the straight South right there. And that's objectively true. That is, yeah. <laughs> Ask any of the team. They were like, this was insanely good. Insanely good. One more thing about that. Okay. Uh, so she makes this huge spread for us. And she, I'm telling you, it was like something out of like uh, 
like an old medieval movie of like the feast with the long table and uh-huh. like it was just like it was like okay there are certain cultures <clears throat> that like to feed you yeah and when i said like just give me whatever you think i didn't mean that because we couldn't eat all this right. and so i felt terrible so now more customers start coming like an hour later they all start pouring in because this place is like hot and they all start pouring in and the woman had to tell them they're like we don't have that they ate it all <laughs> <laughs> she had to she gave you all she of gave it. She gave us all their food. And she was like, it's going to take wow. some time to get all this stuff ready. And they were like, yeah, the people were like, can I have this? They were like, no, they ate all that too. And you were like, table, here, I'm full. You can have mine. table was like, filled with all this food. I felt bad, but not really. So <laughs> it was delicious. There's massive differences. All right. And I can appreciate all of that. I, I mean, you, I love pizza, but I'm not going to act like pizza I get here in Arizona is the pizza you get in New York City. They're not the same thing. Right. It's not the same. That's fine. Okay. Now, I've been all over. There's a part of me that doesn't want to do this. Because I get in a way what she's saying that, like, you know, when you've been to New York and you've had New York pizza, mm-hmm. I get it. Or Chicago. I, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, Which they say it has something to do the, with the water, but I can't mm, possibly believe that city water there's is more. responsible there's for more. that. There's more. For something being better, no. Admittedly. For mutations, yes. <laughs> but not for things yeah. getting better. <laughs> Food poisoning, yes. Um, I get it. Like New York, you know, it's very competitive. You're there and it's like the Italian immigrants came there and they just said, this is how you do this. And they made it beautiful and amazing. I get it. Because you, you, if you're going to have a pizza place in New York, you've got to be good. Right. You've got to be good because like right around the corner is, is a place that is amazing and they've been doing it for 125 years mm-hmm. with the same oven. Right. And that makes the food even taste better right. too. Um, but there's just so much knowledge that I want to impart to Summer. Like for example, this. This is a new Netflix uh, special thing on Chef's Table on pizza. Check this out, Summer Jaeger. When, when it loads, there you go. Oh, I see. I did this book where I went around the country and went to Italy. I ate a thousand slices of pizza in one year. And I said in my book- Dream job for me. The best pizza in the world is made in Phoenix, Arizona. People thought it was the most blasphemous thing you could say. Oh, it's not made in New York or it's not made in Italy. The food critic at Vogue said, you know, you're insane. It's like, okay, go to Phoenix, eat the pizza, talk to me. He calls me from the airport. He says, you were right. Pizzeria Bianco, baby. It, I mean. Eight minutes from my house. Yeah. Yep. Eight minutes from my house, Pizzeria Bianco. Yep. We need to have a staff meeting. Uh, Sounds good to me there sounds, sounds like we should also have a staff meeting at a place that serves good southern barbecue mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to fly for that but here's yeah. some more here's some more summer i do have to say i think the owner of pizzeria bianco is probably i think he's from New York. okay to be fair i think he might be from new york <laughs> to be fair <laughs> born and raised but we worked have at all now worked at all the now. pizza places <laughs> Uh, but he brought it just so you know he's okay, ours now I'd like you to be excited about this summer is that we actually have the best pizza in the world in Phoenix and it's Pizzeria Bianco and yeah he was he was born raised and trained in New York City at the pizza places all that but he did something special and made it even better so this watch that episode it's actually really cool uh, 
chefs and people fly out all the time to taste his pizza. And he said he even caught people like dumpster diving into his dumpsters to try to see if they could find out his recipes and secret stuff. Like, what, what is he doing to make this secret so stuff. incredible? I don't know. How, he's definitely not using the Phoenix water. Mm, that's for sure. He's probably mm. bringing in water. He, no, check this out. This was crazy. He, this is just amazing. He, he only buys local mm-hmm. everything to the grains. And oh, okay. he mills the grain himself oh. for all your pizza. He he does it all. So it's love that's going in there. Just See, like that, just like the barbecue place you stopped at had the gospel preached over it. Next door. <laughs> that's why it was See, so good. I See, didn't even make that connection. It's the word important. of God filling that meat. <laughs> this is important. Even though this guy's from New York and it's New York style pizza, he it's all it's all Arizona. It's all Phoenix stuff. It's all local. Oh yeah, it's, you know what I mean. It's a good mm-hmm. argument. So we're gonna go. With I that. think it is a good argument. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go with that. That's right, <laughs> Summer. I see you in the chat. Okay. All right. Here's more chirping in the chat. I've traveled quite a bit, and the fact of the matter. You should know better. As an argument from authority. <laughs> argument from authority. You're supposed to be James Wise's daughter. Argument from authority. I've traveled a lot. I think I know. There is. This is just a fact, and I, I have some good news and some bad news. Okay. The bad news is. The only region where I've eaten food, like out at restaurants and whatever, popular restaurants, where it was consistently just awful food that I hated and never wanted again, <laughs> I already know what you're gonna... was in the South. Okay? Oof. The South does not do restaurant cooking oh. well. They just don't. Home cooking. You just lost she a said, lot of listeners. It's a fact. I do have to tell you that when... Um, Sorry, everyone in Tennessee, but when we, it was kind of, the reason I knew exactly what she was going to say is because um, every single, I would say, uh, with one exception, that place that we went to at Fight Laugh Feast, when we went Fable. to, uh, yeah, yeah, right, uh, that place was excellent, but every place we went to, like, either served us a comically wrong food. Or just like it was wrong. It was not what she ordered, or it was just like McDonald's and stuff. She ordered a Chipotle bowl that was a soup. This was at Chipotle, and this was this was a very and that's what she meant. That's what she meant by out at restaurants. Chipotle. She didn't mean. She didn't mean like home style, homemade, Mm. little hole in the wall places. Uh, She mm. meant at restaurants, chain restaurants. Um, this is like why precision is, impor- is important. Corporate franchised restaurant. I don't know if she meant that. I'm going to play it again. She Here, said the whole here's, South. Here's the playback. Here's the playback. And that's what I meant by strong opinions. Okay. She she doesn't go light on her opinions. Yeah, so if, she, if, a par- if one city in the South wrongs someone from that Chipotle, bloodline, <laughs> that whole part of the country bloodline. is done. All right. <laughs> All right let's, let's do the playback. This is just a fact, and I... I have some good news and some bad news. Okay, the bad news is the only region where I've eaten food, like out at restaurants and whatever, popular restaurants, where it was consistently just awful food that I hated and never wanted again, (laughs) was in the South. Okay? The South does not do restaurant cooking well. They just don't. They do consistently. They do not. They just don't. Okay. Exhibit A, friends. <laughs> she so, said the man up and call her next time, by the yes. way. Yes. So, you should just call her. Definitely, this was the so, exception. So, hold on now. Consistently, 
They just don't. They just don't. If she's talking about going to like a Mexican food restaurant in Georgia, you just don't do that. But I, I will just say that we went to the Fight Life <laughs> We went to the Fluff conference, Fluff. the Fluff yeah. concert conference in Nashville, and I took the team out to a restaurant at the end of the day, um, and we went to a restaurant called Fable. It was you know, downtown Nashville. And Summer couldn't, I mean, I, okay, I have actual footage. So I, re- I, I really don't think Fable falls into what the category of what she was saying. She said now, restaurants. I know, I know they that don't. you, she said, I know you she may not understand. Category, Look at her defending. I know. Well, category. so here's why I have the capacity to defend because Summer and I have this telepathic thing going on. You can ask Tim Schweitzer. Okay. Um, we sometimes have meetings with him and he swears we're communicating without using any words. Blinking? Um, like Morse code with so your blinks? So I understand that what she meant in her statement was chain... Re- when she said popular restaurants, she would not have been referring to a restaurant like Fable. Okay. So One of my favorite steakhouses happens to be in Nashville as well. She, she said just they saying. just don't... And- they don't. They don't. It's uh, every time it's consistent. But I have Fact. actual. I, have I just actual, feel like there's a level of telepathy that you guys. Are I missing. have footage. I have footage. Actual footage. <laughs> actual footage of summer that oh, night in Fable. It was what? actually very, very awkward. That well, I'll just show you. Here's the footage. Oh. Mm. 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 That was the whole night. It was the whole it was the whole night. And it was delicious. It was, yeah. And then it's in the South. It was. But again, I'm just going to double down and say that she would in her in the statement she made on the show, she would not have been referring to a restaurant but she said that southern barbecue is disgusting and i um i don't know if she would have been referring to like a little hole in the wall type i do i do understand why (laughs) why you guys would misunderstand her she heard she um, heard a lot of our a lot of our friends understand we sound like a mormon well it's your own interpretation we have a lot of friends it was (laughs) we got a lot of family from the south we just have a lot i'm sure people on the thread right now are highly offended and they're rethinking do you think James White or his daughter care about hurting the feelings or offending. Well, how about this? I'm offended. Okay. How about this? I am personally offended. But here's more proof that Summer doesn't really believe what she told you. I can imagine the the face that Pastor James would make at you right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And I don't want to see it. And a little head shake. No, it will make me sweat. I'm already thinking about it right now. I don't want to sweat. Um, This is Summer in some thread fairly recently about, about, food and she says to my wife there's my wife right there candy durbin uh-huh. she says this is reminding me of lemon ravioli <laughs> what could she be talking about she's talking about the fable lemon southern oh. restaurant <laughs> lemon ravioli consistently bad they just don't do it right here's a southern restaurant they did lemon ravioli mm. that made everyone uh, feel awkward at the table because summer couldn't stop mm-mm-mm so um, and at the bottom here, she says, I still think about it sometimes, like whenever I'm hungry. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Summer was eight months pregnant, and she just was having a bad day. And, and she chose 
to use an apologia's production apologia studios production to vent i think um i think you guys just don't understand her like i do see that's the, that's why we wanted to talk about it <laughs> because it's like it doesn't matter how wrong she is you're just going to defend no, um, I think that what I'm saying is right. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Hello? Hold on, wait a minute. I'm trying to get oh. this going here. Oh, yes. Let's talk okay. to the woman herself. Hello? Hi. Hi. Are you ready to repent? <laughs> no, I'm not sorry at all. How are you not so Okay, so what, what response do you have live right now on the show to what we've been saying about what you said? Okay. First of all, how so, dare you? <laughs> first of all, Jeffrey, you could have called me in the first place, but you had to play games. Oh. But secondly, <laughs> secondly, you are the only person that took me anywhere in the South that wasn't disgusting. Everyone else from the South took me to places that were disgusting. But but hold on, when you say place, because hold on, I, you are not allowed to participate at this moment. <laughs> She tried to say telepathically, you were saying it's the chain restaurants that were good, that were bad in the South. But it is the chain restaurants. Jeff, don't act like we didn't sit at a dinner. You and I, a whole table of us, sat at a dinner. Hold on. We did not eat our food and we left and ate elsewhere. That was because of Floof. That was Floof. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that's not fair? That was at like, basically, it was a gas station clubhouse. no, No, Jeff. When I was served this plate of food, you looked at it and you said to me, don't worry, we'll go out and eat somewhere else after this. Yeah, and let's just say, between us, that was Fight Laugh Feast. <laughs> As usual, well, it's substandard. You South. have to accept, you have to expect the these things. If they're, if they're anywhere doing Fight Laugh Feast conferences, it is substandard. It's like substandard. Okay, okay. And, and, two, and two-thirds of the main Fight Laugh Feast people are from where? Where are they from, Jeff? Idaho. The South. Oh, you t- I thought- Boy is from Texas. Oh, yeah. And Chocolate Knox is from, well, he was in Georgia. Uh, he's from Minneapolis. Strike five. Well, he lived in Georgia, <laughs> so he should know better. I lived in Georgia, and I know better. But how about that lemon ravioli, though? The lemon ravioli was bomb, and you so, should be there. So not so. You and your wife not are so, the only people. You not and your so. Wife are the only people. We're never going to get to the full show today. <laughs> not so consistently. You said consistently. They are consistently bad. They the you south. Said fact. You it's said fact. fact, and the south just don't. They just I don't. I lived in Georgia. I lived in Georgia I'm, for years. I'm sorry the for your, your southern listeners. Okay. Well, <laughs> just for the for the Have record, this does south? not represent Apologia Studios. Everyone in the south. Everyone okay. that's from the South, we love you. Please do not conflate. It was a compliment. No, it was a compliment. Are you going to play what I said about why their restaurants suck? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you said you. Uh, we Are can, you going to play that part? I can do it. No, but no, no, what's Jeff, it, what is it? What is part? it? Respectfully, Mrs. Yeager, what does it add to the conversation <laughs> that you said that they just don't do restaurants right? So the women have to learn to do amazing food at home. No, it's because they already do amazing food at home. Every home cook in the South is awesome. You married one. You're so spoiled. I know. This is why you can have this conversation. But where did she learn to do this in the South? And also, you need to wash Not your filthy mouth. <laughs> she was in a restaurant when she learned it. You're, she was not in a restaurant when you, she learned it. What did your dad do to you if you had a filthy mouth? I want to know. <laughs> What did he do? I didn't. And what's not a problem? Well, Obviously. if you ever had Everything any kind of a filthy mouth. Now it's true. Okay. No. Uh, 
<laughs> I want to know when you said Southern barbecue is disgusting, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Um, so I actually, I prefer Texas barbecue. That's the South, sweetheart. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love the control that I have? (laughs) Texas is the South. You're wrong. Texas is. is (laughs) I'm going to call it back. I just, I just had to do that. I'm sorry. I'm going to call I wouldn't really do that to her. I just got to say the comments I'm, today are just <laughs> off the wall. But Texas is not the South. It's yes. Not. It, do you know how but many Texas barbecue, people the are? The barbecue style is different. Now you're Look, angering is, Texas people. This okay. is my girl. Texas okay. is and she's right. Country. You have to respect Texas. <laughs> and they consider themselves the South. Well, that's fine. But the, if we're talking about regions, Texas gets its own region. You're going to start a civil war. Own republic. You're going to start a it civil war. It has a different style of barbecue. <laughs> that's that's fine, just right? culinary. Well, it that's does. just yeah, a culinary I mean, Nashville has its own style. Right. Memphis has its own style. Yes. But guess what? They're still all, right. all the South. Okay, but te- I just feel like Texas deserves its own category because I have an immense respect for Texas and mm. its barbecue. Mm. Mm-hmm. As someone who's married to a Texan, I'm contractually obligated to agree. Hold on. Thank and you. I also agree in just real life. Yeah. Uh, it's um, its own thing. I'm going to, is Texas the people in the South? People in the comment section are taking this way too serious. What are they saying? I don't care. I don't care what Wikipedia says. You can, you can Google this all happening. day long. Texas deserves its own category. Okay. Um, it's there's a couple sites that say Texas is considered southwestern, but anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. It's still a okay, south cool. in the title. There's still south. It's enormous. It spans the entire bottom of the there's, the country. It's is it is it the southern part of the country? It's the south. Yeah. The most yeah. the southern. Okay, most so part. we're the south then. Then that makes us we're the south. south we're southwest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're on the western side though. They're more in the middle, and they touch other southern states like Mississippi and. <laughs> They're around. They're like we touch other southern states like New Mexico. Mm. Good one. I'm just not. I'm just not wrong. That's mm. all. And I'm not sorry. And I just. I need you guys to know. I'm that. just saying. I want to. I want to show respect for our southern listeners that you probably really <laughs> offended on that show. <laughs> They're fine. They know what I meant. They mm. understood. Mm. I'm married to a southern person, and she didn't know what you meant. <laughs> Okay, Candy loves me. We're we're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's questionable now. Yeah, well, we love I'm you. I'm just glad. I'm just glad you that you want to reach out I'm to glad her. that you manned up and called me. I'm I'm just I really appreciate that. That yeah. was very manly of you. Oh, I, well, I appreciate I appreciate the manly compliments. <laughs> All right, enjoy your baby and uh we're going to next at some point, I'm sure Lord willing in the future we'll have a trip and I'll introduce you to some some uh southern barbecue that'll blow your mind. And you will publicly that, ask for forgiveness. Okay, I believe that, Jeff. Honestly, I trust. I trust that. I I believe you. Right on. Love you. All right. See you at ReformCon. See you at ReformCon. <laughs> All right. Here we go. How long are we going? Uh, we got sixteen minutes left. For, okay. Yep. Sorry, everyone. We just needed to. We needed that to do had that. Had to be settled. Had it's, to be settled. You know what's sad is we've we've just been so serious for so long that when we actually have fun, people are like, "I can't believe you're still talking about food." Yeah. You know, that's, well, that's you we're, know, we're allowed to have fun on it, here, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's our quite literally our show. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, also, when you do spend your time and days getting real dirty and into tough tussles, it's good for your own sanity to like take a breath True and that. have fun. 
So I'll do this as an example. Let's do this as an example. This just happened two days ago. So um, I'm going to just say I am so grateful and I'm just so blessed. We're so blessed uh, to be part of a church body with so many tremendously gifted people and so courageous. Um, Back to the serious stuff now. So City of Phoenix just um, had a um, proposal to put a resolution into the city of Phoenix. And here's what it was about. Um, Roe falls. And so there's all this confusion in the state of Arizona as to like, well, what laws apply? Because you get the pro-life establishment that has actually added bills that say you can kill up to this at this week, but not afterwards, right? So you've got the pro-life establishment saying, or you can kill babies, but you can't kill them uh, uh, after this point. And so that's a problem for the state of Arizona because they have to contend with the fact that the pro-life establishment is actually given bills of permission, right? But you also have old laws, never stricken from the record, never taken off the books. Uh, Arizona's uh, statute 13-3603 that actually says it's a criminal act uh, for the abortionist to do it. Um, and it's also criminal even to advertise, Mm-hmm. Um, to do it and to you know advertise medication and all that stuff. So it's you know sort of a big moment in Arizona right now. Like we're rose out of the way. So which state laws apply? Right. And so um, there's big confusion right now over AZ Statute 13-3603, the law that says the abortionist can't do it. Um, so we've had like this court battle going on where like they say, okay, it is standing. Then like, no, it's not standing. Okay, it is standing. And then, okay, no, we're going to fight against that. So it's all up in the air. But the city of Phoenix is ruled by leftists. Mostly. A bunch of leftist women, actually, mostly. And, um, and so with that, the city of Phoenix called a meeting with the mayor, vice mayor, and others, council members, to talk about um, putting in something, a resolution that would say that the city of Phoenix legislature, government, wants the city of Phoenix PD to deprioritize any phone calls that report abortions going on. Okay, so think about that. Um, They're saying, well, we don't like the fact that um, the law technically says you can't do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to instruct the police department to deprioritize or ignore. That's essentially what it is. Ignore. Mm -hmm. Ignore the phone calls that report violations of the law that says that you can't kill children in Arizona. That's what they did. That's what they did. So we showed up. And I want to just say for the record, very important. uh, For the record, we showed up and the ACLU was there. Uh, one of the directors of uh, Planned Parenthood in uh, Arizona was mm-hmm. there. A bunch of pro-choicers were there. Um, and this is nothing to boast about. It was actually very disheartening. The only people that were there at the city of Phoenix to speak out against what they were trying to do was Apologia Church. And we had a number of people there that day, a lot. And they spoke. And I'm so proud of them. And it's so blessed to be part of a church of such courageous people and such faithful people. And they preached the gospel. They preached the gospel. They were articulate. They were humble. They were calm. But they were also clear in their communication of the gospel. And what they were saying couldn't be touched by the council. Couldn't be touched by anybody else in the audience speaking it for this resolution. But it was disheartening to, to see that the city of Phoenix is telling the police department to deprioritize or ignore the phone calls that report abortions going on in violation of the state law that would be standing. And the pro-choicers were there in full effect and they spoke out. But I wanted to, you know, you talk about like, you know, just 
this is what we've been doing the last couple days. So you'll see more of this at Apologia Studios. We've recorded all these. Uh, but this is from City of Phoenix's um, uh, count, uh, council actual page. Uh, and I just wanted to play this because I was so blessed by this. This is um, one of the members of Apologia Church, wonderful sister in Christ. Hi there. My name is Ashley and I am in opposition to this resolution. When my husband and I lost our first baby in 2011, I learned that everything my culture had taught me about babies in the womb was a lie. I was 14 weeks pregnant when my water broke, and when I saw my son, he was no clump of cells. He had 10 delicate fingers and toes, a heart that beat, and his face was beautiful. His name is Seth. I mourned that we would never hear him laugh. Would he have been a good singer or a good soccer player? I love my children with all of my heart and thank God for them daily. But there is a Seth-sized hole in me because he was unique and utterly irreplaceable. As is every child, every child is a gift from God. If you vote yes on this resolution, you are not doing anything noble. You are not helping anyone, certainly not the babies, nor the bereft mothers, nor even the abortion doctors who cauterize their own consciences with every baby they rip apart. Abortion is a great evil. We are all accountable for the twisted way our culture treats its youngest citizens. But God promises in his word that if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Thank you. So that was Ashley. Wow. Yeah, that was... Amazing. It was one after another. I mean, it was just such an amazing moment. Here, here's what was challenging about this moment in the city of Phoenix. We know that they're run by uh, pro boards. We know that they're run by leftists. And they uh, made that very clear at a lot of the meetings, right? Haven't they like gotten up and walked out or turned oh, their yeah. chairs around? Oh and yeah, stuff We've, like that. This isn't like, this isn't our first run in, right? Yeah, and and they they have um, you know ignored us. And uh, walked Ro- out. Eye rolling and stuff like that. Yeah, obvious eye rolling. Yeah. And that happened that day. So what was uh, interesting is that we had no uh, illusions as to what these people were going to do. We just wanted to be faithful witnesses um, for Christ, for the gospel itself, and for the sake of these children. And so we came to speak the truth. And what was interesting was I'm sitting there, Joy, and I'm like, you know, it's it's always you can't get away from the fact that there is this this weight in that room. Whenever you speak before in the legislature, there's this real weight, um, and uh, it's heavy. Like it's really heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I never I never get scared um, in in confrontation, um, but there there's just a different feeling when you're coming to the legislature. You're feeling oh, sure. something mm-hmm. weighty. And, um, and it's unavoidable. I've tried to avoid it and I can't. Um, and so, uh, I'm, I'm looking in front of me and I can see at the table down here below the council and the mayor, there's a, a guy dressed like a girl and, uh, like this, you know, leftist attorneys and all these people that are pro aborts and, you know, you've got the council itself. 
And then I look over and, and while our people are speaking the truth and giving the gospel and they're speaking, you know, clearly and calmly and irrefutably, um, I'm looking at like the people sitting up there, like rolling their eyes and just like shaking their heads and stuff. And I look over to my right and I see all the pro-choicers and Planned Parenthood, ACLU and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm, our section is all our people over here. And we're like the only ones there that are standing for these children. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, we are aliens. Mm. <laughs> like we are aliens. Oh, yeah. I feel like I just become more and more aware of it Yeah, all the time. Even just with... Uh, you know even just the example of um like vice or some of the articles that have come out like they they say these very straightforward historically christian things as though they're this like shocking yeah. like can you believe people believe things like this <laughs> right. these people are so and it's like okay <laughs> like it just we yeah i mean yeah you start to feel like, wow, I, it really starts to hit you, I think, especially the older I get, the more I'm just like, how very different God's people are from the we world. We looked like strangers, mm -hmm. aliens, yeah, and foreign. I mean, it's like someone mm -hmm. plopped a bunch of Puritans down, like, you know right. what I'm saying, in, mm -hmm. in this moment. And they were just like, you know, looking at us like, right. these people are crazy. Yeah. And what was interesting is that they couldn't respond to anything we were saying. No, of course like, not. And they were coming up and saying the most outlandish things. Like, you know, and I'm going to play my part here just because I want to interact with something I was saying uh, about this moment. Um, but this woman comes up, this older lady comes up. She says she's an attorney. And she says in her talk, she says, um, there's no scientific consensus as to when human life begins. And I go... I was like, so I immediately like I scratched out a section of what I was going to say and I just wrote, respond to that. <laughs> and uh, I had to, I had to, because it's, they, they literally feed one another lies. That's how they Fact keep it going. Your, their hearts are so darkened, it leads to their ignorance. Yeah. You basically, the stronger the, and more widespread the delusion is, the more you can pretend right. yeah. that it's real and not a delusion oh and it, it, one thing was it was amazing luke i didn't, didn't get a chance to talk to you about this but one of the things that was amazing is as this kicked off you guys can go here by the way it's a phoenix city council policy session october 11th you can watch the whole thing this thing kicked off with them talking about um the phoenix police failing in their duties uh they 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 apparently according to them i don't know the case but the, what they were alleging was that the phoenix police basically just recently murdered a man named Ali, I think his name was, wow. and they were just just decrying the fact that you've got this abuse of other people. And then they started talking about how the Phoenix police is not responding to domestic, uh, domestic violence like they ought to, and so people are being abused. And now watch, they're saying the Phoenix PD is not protecting life and justice like they ought to. How dare they? That's how they started this. And then they literally went into session to do what? to say we want the Phoenix yep. Police Department to back off from violence towards children. That is straight, crazy hypocrisy. And they can't even see it. They couldn't even see it. That they literally were saying, Phoenix PD, all this injustice, not protecting the innocent, not protecting domestic violence people. And then they literally voted after this, they voted to say, we want Phoenix PD to back off of protecting the most innocent among us. The hypocrisy is palpable hmm. crazy that really happened i mean that really happened i mean like i, I was thinking to myself 
on the day of judgment. I don't want that for these people. I want these people to know Jesus. I do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm deserving of as, as much wrath, if not more, maybe, than some of these people who are sitting up here. But I was thinking to myself on the day of judgment, how terrifying yeah. to have the voices that were played or given here uh, played you know, for them, mm. like reminding this young girl, this like 13 year old girl who testified about the truth to you, her voice just echoing through eternity over these people as you had the chance to stand up for justice, to protect the most innocent among us. And you literally work to destroy them. Mm. And the voices of every Christian in that room that day are just going to just be played as a testimony against them. Even when God sends his people to you, you so hate God and love death mm-hmm. that you just ignored them. Wow. Um, so he just, uh, here's, I want to interact with this. I guess we'll end with this today. Yeah. Three minutes left. So, um, I got a chance to speak as well. I just want to, um, talk about why I said what I said to him. Thank you, mayor and members of the council. My name is Reverend Jeff Durbin. I'm in opposition today and I'm a pastor of Apologia Church and the head of End Abortion Now. And I'm a resident in the city of Phoenix. By God's grace, uh, we're the organization that has actually put in the bills of abolition and criminalization across the United States of of America, including Louisiana, Texas, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Colorado, and there's more coming. We also filed the amicus brief in the Dobbs case that defeated Roe. Uh, Just an observation, uh, it's an incontrovertible fact that what's in the womb is human from conception. That is not under dispute. That's not debated. Somebody making that claim is about 50 years behind the science. There's an incontrovertible fact that what's in the womb is human from the moment of conception, and all humans deserve equal protection. When the Christian abolitionists fought to criminalize slavery based upon the Christian scriptures and Christian worldview, they had to contend with rulers and powerful white people who just couldn't let it go. They fought those rulers, to dehumanize our black brothers and sisters and not offer them equal protection under the law, the same thing that you're attempting to do today. Dehumanize the preborn and offer them no protection. History has already judged those evil people in the same way future generations will judge you. And more importantly, there is a day of judgment in which you'll be judged for this injustice today. Can you just imagine, friends and fellow residents, When slavery was abolished and criminalized, rulers such as yourselves calling a special session to legislate or resolve to ignore reports of people beating or owning our black brothers and sisters. The law doesn't work in their favor, so they suggest simply ignoring it. Scripture says those who hate me love death. Nothing could be clearer than that today. I call on you to repent, turn to Christ, and establish justice and equal protection for these innocent pre-born human beings. Thank you for your time. So I'll note, of course, I agree, the miracle that I was actually on time. I ended right on time. Good job. That was a miracle right there. So you know that God was present there. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well done. Um, well done. Yeah. So um, what I was trying to emphasize there was the fact that we've been here before in history. The Christian church has had to work against injustices like this in history before. And we we win. We win because it's the Spirit of God. We win because the gospel. We're going to win this too. God will yeah. defeat this. He absolutely will. The gates of hell will not prevail against Amen. the church. We are the offensive force in history. God is going to have victory. He's going to put this in a man under his feet. There's no question about that. It's going to happen. And what I was trying to highlight to these rulers was that we've been here before where the Christian abolitionists were working 
uh, in the South and the North, speaking the gospel, preaching God's word, preaching the law of God against these people who were advocating for owning these slaves. And so we've been here before, and you had rulers who resisted the call of these Christian abolitionists and the word of God. Um, and they attempted just to continue to dehumanize our black brothers and sisters. And I was emphasizing the fact that can you imagine, because this is really, this is the reality. Can you imagine a situation where, say, during that time, slavery is abolished, right? It's now criminal. And rulers called a special session to actually say, yeah, we know that it's technically against the law to beat our black brothers and sisters and to own slaves, but we're going to actually tell law enforcement to ignore phone calls of anybody that is beating or owning slaves. Um, that's precisely what's going on here. Is they're in a situation yeah. where their worldview um, is, is now being trodden underfoot. And so what they're suggesting as rulers is just to simply be lawless. Mm. Lawless. That's what, I mean, even my husband and I were listening to some of the like election debates and the county attorney basically just said like the, one of the girls that's voting um she just said like i won't right be yeah. prosecuting yeah. and it's like so it's a lot you are you are running for a county attorney yeah and you think that prosecutorial discretion means that you can just not follow laws right, right. you're a lawyer <laughs> yeah. And you it's think in the word. Law, you, th- law. you think that you can just not follow laws right. that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Because That's insane. Because <laughs> because here's here's the truth of the matter and this is the summary of it all. It is not a biological question. It's not even a legal question. It's a moral question. It's an issue of sin. Those who hate me love death. They hate God, so they love death. And so anything that gets in the way of that, they're just going to dismiss. They're going to work around because they're lawless. Ultimately, it's an issue of morality. That's what's wrong, which is why, which is why, which is why you are seeing the difference where God is blessing our nation right now with a prophetic witness against this issue that didn't exist in these 50 years of Roe versus mm-hmm. Wade until fairly recently with this kind of force, God is giving grace to the world, to these legislators, because who's what's happening now across the country? Christians are coming and preaching the gospel in these meetings. They're calling to repentance. They're pointing people to Christ and to God's word. That's a massive, massive transformation. It's huge. It is a moment of grace for our country where God, because listen, could God have sent his church in this way in 1973 and 1974, could he have done that with a consistent Christian testimony and witness, with the gospel up front, with a call to repentance of faith? Could God have done that like he's doing now? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't our doing. God is opening this up to them. And so this is a moment of real grace for our country, but it's also distinct. It's distinct because now you've got Christians coming and they put their finger on the real issue. It's a sin issue. It's a moral issue. This isn't Roe. It's right. an issue of Roe. It's not an issue of the law. It's a moral issue, mm-hmm. and you need to repent of your sin. Yeah. And that's what you'll see in that Phoenix City Council meeting is Christians coming and testifying to the real issue. You need to repent of your sin. You need to come to Christ. That's the issue here. Because at, what, are you, what are you seeing now? You're seeing that even when the law is working against them, they won't simply submit and say, okay, I guess we can't have our way. What are they going to say? They're going to say, that's not our standard. 
Our standard is our worldview where we say you can kill your child at will. And so that's what they're going to fight for. So the issue is going to be all the way through every time an issue of repentance is going to be national revival and reformation necessary within the church. And you're going to need a massive move of the spirit of God Mm -hmm. that changes people's hearts and minds. There's no other way. And the reason I'm stressing that is because the pro-life establishment has not fought that way. They explicitly say, we, we're not going to talk about Christ, we're not going to call a repentance, we're not going to use the Bible, we're going to use some other neutral ground over here. Whereas what you're seeing now is the grace of God in the church being prophetic in this yep. and saying, nope, this is the real issue. And I do hope my pro-life establishment friends will take special note of moments like this, that it doesn't matter what the law is, they won't follow it because the issue is sin. So you can play around the edges all you want. You're never going to get to the heart. And the heart of the matter is that they need their hearts transformed. And that's only going to come through the gospel. You're not going to do it any other way. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Yeah. There's been no prophetic vision, and we just witnessed Phoenix City Council casting off restraint. That's right. Exactly right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on Apologia Radio today. Thanks for having fun with us today. We appreciate you. Don't forget to sign up for All Access. Partner with us in ministry. We have so much coming. Be a part of what's going on with us. Come to ReformCon, reformcon.org. Sign your church up for endabortionnow.com. Come out and save lives with us. It's, we're not done. We have a long way to go, yes, and it's really do. just beginning. we got more states coming. Pray for us. Please give at endabortionnow.com if you want to be a part of all these new bills that are coming into states across the country. Next legislative session that we're putting in. That is Luke the Bear. Peace out. That's Joy the Girl. See ya. And I'm Jeff the Coman and Ninja. We'll see you next week right here on Apologia Radio. It's all about you.